Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into our podcast, but we know you may have an idea for your own podcast and that's why we are recommending you go get Anchor. Mm-hmm. You can create your own podcast and then like maybe have us on as guests. You should definitely have us on. For oh, we're, we're, I just checked our calendar. We're busy, Ooh. Oh, but we're available on this day. We can pencil okay, we'll you be, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we in. can do it. Okay, we, we it. said yes. Forget it. I don't like your ideas. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anchor is the system we use and it's got a lot of cool tools. You can actually, it's kind of a one-stop shop place where you can go, you can record, edit everything, even implement songs from Spotify into your podcast. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it the most, to be honest, is that it makes us money and I love money. And it also is free, which is kind of like, you know, you save money. It's like I think that's the biggest money. thing is like it's free. So you don't have to worry about like paying any kind of fee or signing up for thing. And they do everything for you. So you can go there. They will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other places your family are going to ignore you on. So uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started for free. Mm-hmm. Did we mention it's free? Free and you make money. You're going to make money. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Your family will ignore you. That's we're, true. It cuts to the core. We're not, we're not going to be on your podcast. Come on, kids, now gather around. Grab along and sit right down. What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire, now hit the ground. It's the campfire shit show. And now, your camp counselors, Bo Hufford and Mero Climo. Okay, I just started going to bed and braiding my hair. Yeah. Because uh, to help me with my damaged loose ends. And I also <laughs> just ordered two silk scarves to wear on my head. I that don't know what that has management. to do with anything. I just wanted to that's tell you starting? about everything that's new in my life I have to share with you. It's been a bit. It's it has been a bit. Been a bit. We have haven't you... recorded in a couple weeks because I, know. I flew off to Japan for my monthly trip. And, I know. I can't uh, believe it. I know. It's a lot. It uh, is a lot. We'll start like actual recording, recording soon. But in the meantime, <laughs> your friend Edgar sent me this video of, uh, did you see it? The, like his uh, his wife's belly. They keep pressing on it. They just had their new baby. Wait, and, wait, 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 wait. Like, they made Edgar, like a video about. Edgar, like online Edgar? Your video game friend. Yeah, so yeah. Him and I message a lot. He, we'll, sent, he sent you a video? Uh, he actually texted me it now. We've jumped from wait, Instagram wait, 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 message wait. to text. Are you serious? Yeah. So he texted me this whoa, video whoa, that whoa, him and his whoa, whole whoa, family whoa, whoa, made. Whoa. You know, they just had a baby. Yeah. A new baby girl. Yeah, I saw and that. And he sent me this video of like they made this of his pregnant wife's belly when it was big at the time. They would like squish it. They set it to music. What? He, did he send it to you too? No, I didn't get any video. <laughs> what the fuck is going on, man? <laughs> oh, no. I'll, I'll send it to you. Come on. <laughs> what is going on? I feel like maybe do, do you not reply back to him? I do. I do, I do. Sometimes, you know, I get the message late, and I'm like, I'm not gonna write back. Are you guys still playing Apex together? Sometimes. Oh no, yeah, Bo. no. I listen. I can't play video games all the time. It's busy out there. You know what I mean? I mean, him and I talk like every couple days. Even. Hold on. Let me see if he sent me the video. I gotta go in because maybe I saw. It. Uh, and he just photos. Did you get the picture where he photoshopped his head on top of us? And we no? actually cut you out. What the fuck? <laughs> What the fuck? Let me see it. <laughs> what is he doing? What are you guys I can't doing? Help it. We are you struck you up have a romance? No. You have a romance with Edgar? And he's sending me, yeah, but the romance is he's sending me videos of his pregnant wife's belly being squished. Hey, you don't know what turns you on. No, either. I don't have a romance. I have a bowmance where I take all your friends. What the fuck? <laughs> 
Edgar, if you're out there, this is no bueno. This would probably be a good time for me to tell you, too. While you were in Japan, I also swooped in on your lady and I attended your girlfriend Brittany's birthday party. I heard you did? this. Yeah. yeah, what the fuck? Like, I, No one told me. And then I see pictures of like all of my friends at my girlfriend's birthday party. What the fuck? It's a testament to you it and is. how you I mean, can listen, connect good people. You really are infiltrating all of my friends because like, I leave and you're going to the beach with my friend Brian and LaShonda. Then heading off to uh, trade text with Edgar, mm-hmm. going to my girlfriend's birthday party. I- is there something going on in your life that uh, you need my friends? Like, what's happening? <laughs> I feel like this is like a, a single white female yeah. or the talented Mr. Ripley. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to Japan next month. <laughs> <laughs> you shave your head. Like, I'm Bo. No, the truth is it's almost like if someone brings you to a restaurant and you like that restaurant a lot, then you want to keep going there. And like, you don't always need the same person. To okay. I, that's true. But we're not talking about restaurants. We're talking about people. Oh, Like, like, I don't know. It's just, it seems a little funny. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get the girlfriend thing because you know her and you, she, you know, I get it. I get that. Uh, Brian, Lashana. Okay. That's fine. But like, I saw your you video pop- game friends, but my video game friend, Edgar, uh, no Edgar. one's safe at this point. He's in Arizona. I know. You're never going to meet this motherfucker. I don't know what it is. I'm not. I have maybe like two or three friends in this city and like maybe 12 friends in a different city. But I'm I don't really have a lot of like new people that I've met on my Mm. own that I'm very excited about Mm. lately. Uh, Maybe I'm going through a friend dry spell and I'm fishing in your pond. Well, just so you know, I'm not looking at your friends going, can't wait to no, hang out. No, me neither. Out. I know, which is part of my problem, too. Maybe, <laughs> Like, yeah, I've, I don't, I haven't made any new friends recently, like, in my own, by myself. I guess it, you, you do start to, like, uh, soak in the people around you. Yeah. And, and, like, their friends. And you're so busy now. I you know. know. I mean? Like, you're constantly on the go. Me, too. Yeah. I so, haven't just been meeting any new yeah, friends. We do have it. one friend in the circle that... Um, that I take. Oh, okay. This is bad. But oh, okay. Wait. First of all, <laughs> the, okay. The fr- the person that we talked about a few episodes ago that yeah. works, or that Jack, my boyfriend, knows that I said. Remember, there was a character that I brought into the fold of a person yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was highly sexual and coming from me. That's like sure. must be highly, highly sexual. Sure. And just always inappropriate and always like right, You know, we right. would get to Jack and I would be somewhere, and this person would be like, and then we're gonna fuck. And I'm like, no, we're gonna like go yeah. to this buffet here. Just the person know. that makes so many jokes that you're like, what is wrong? All with the you? time. That like, person became newly single because oh. I was always like, oh, this person isn't a problem. She's just kind of pesty. But like the main issue is just that you know she has a boyfriend. It's fine. It's harmless. Do you feel like she's like a threat to Jack? No, no, not a threat oh, to Jack. Okay. But she became single, and the first person she asked about was you. Me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "Why?" Like hours after being freshly, you guys met at a baseball game once, and you must have made a big impact time, on her. One time, yeah. years ago. Yep, years ago. And and, and she, she asked about me. She asked Jack about you. Oh yeah. And Jack asked me. At which point I said. <laughs> Shh, should I say what I really said? Yeah. I said she's an insect with the same type of value as a styrofoam container. <laughs> and then it led to, it led to World War Three in our home. Oh, this is his friend. Yeah. He and said, you said that about his friend? Yeah. Jesus. And I repeated Mel. it. He was upstairs and he's like, what? And I said it again. Really? And yeah. And I just, I, I mean, that's why did you, why, why was your reaction that way? Instead of being like, no, Bo's just taken. Um, it sounds like you were violently against the idea. Yeah. I guess. So well, if I was single, you wouldn't let us date? I can't imagine having that person be any closer than they are mm. currently. And it's. It sounds like you got a little protective. 
maybe protective. I'm the, I'm your styrofoam container. <laughs> wanna, I, I never compost. You want to keep this uh this trashy kind of thing away from. Yeah, me. I also think it's just odd to be like like single for the paint hasn't dried yet basically that it was like a monday that this person was uh tell me about it i've got people in my life that are doing the same thing really oh yeah as soon as they break up they're like oh i was i'm so in love with this person uh, it didn't work out and then two days later they're like i'm in a new relationship yeah, it's I don't like know what the works. fuck is wrong yeah, with you? Usually, i feel like that's so massively unhealthy me too i think that's a lot in our culture where people will break up and like to get to retaliate they're yeah. quickly on a dating app and oh, swiping or on and instagram saying like my life is the greatest thing ever look yeah. at all the amazing things i'm doing without you you know all those things that you <laughs> you know it's like i remember dating someone and as soon as we broke up she went and was like doing all the things that i was doing really like like Oh, I'm gonna be a photographer now. It's like what? Oh, that's weird. You're not. A, you never even picked up a fo- fo- a photographer for that. <laughs> you never even picked up a camera. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like you don't need to prove to me that you're like, like oh, you're gonna go do all the things that do I want to do. You think she was doing it to make you notice and get jealous, or do you think she was doing I think, it? Because I think probably there's a part of of someone doing that to be like, I'm okay without you, and yeah. I'm I want to show you that. And, and it's like, yeah, we're all gonna be okay. Right. I, I, I've never. I've never been in a situation where I was dating someone, got out of that relationship, and was like, well, now I'll just die. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go do my thing. You're going to do yours. We're just going in different directions. But you don't have to, like, flaunt it. No. I, I just think, especially when it's out of character. You know what I mean? Like, you're You've not never posting, shown interest in anything like that You're not posting anything before. like that in your, your feed at all. And then all of a sudden, you're, like, posting every 10 minutes about how you're here. You're there. You're over here. Oh, look at me. I got a makeover. Oh, look at me. I did this. It's, like, it's really obviously insecurity. You can tell on, I think, on social media. I kind of secretly like seeing when I can tell that a person has just gone through a breakup. Mm-hmm. It, because, like... Like with girls, it's always like our new hair just needed something new, and like right, right. the first thing we always do is change our hair. And Thought then, it was cute, might delete later. Like, yeah, fuck you. I remember when when Jack and I broke up the first time. Uh, I quickly changed my hair color and posted a new photo, and he really? liked it. And I was oh. so, and I'm like, he likes it. That means he like made a mistake and wants to get back together. And then like <laughs> I had all this hope, and then I think like the next week I saw a photo of his new girlfriend like sitting on his lap. Hmm. And I, but then it's now oh. it's all, all okay, and now he has a coworker that likes you. Right. Um, you know, you just made a new friend i want to bring that up oh well we were just in la at the outlier <laughs> podcast festival, yeah and in true meryl fashion which is something i should just wear on a t-shirt in true meryl fashion <laughs> <Ooh>. um <laughs> within three minutes of us being in this podcast festival yeah so it's a shout it's a cool podcast festival last year we performed there yeah we did a lot and one. this year we came to support and hear yeah. and learn about the podcasting industry all those people up there are so cool yeah, they're they are they're, the they're really running a cool thing and what it is essentially is if you're running a podcast or if you're interested in starting one it really gives you all the tools and uh the forum to get there see other people telling you how they did it how they're making money on it that kind of thing yeah and i was very moved by how we talked about before about like the whole snl thing about people being able to of course hateful speech isn't invited but the fact that free speech like podcasting is still a medium where for the most part none of our sponsors are going to stop paying us you can kind of say whatever the fuck you want right exactly and And i love that frontier of and you of all people know the difference between radio and podcast and the freedom of the two yes so anyway we were there for three minutes and I'm like, oh, let's go to this panel. It had been announced that this panel is going to be in another room. So I was like, oh, let's go to that one. I'm really interested. And Meryl's like, well, hold on a second. I've got to get my phone back. And I was like, what are you talking about? We've been, uh, where's your phone? She's like, I just met this guy and he lost his phone and he asked if he could borrow my phone so he could find his phone. I'm like, you don't know this guy? No. And I'm like, 
what is going on? <laughs> there are like hundreds of people at this thing. And this guy just like took her phone and walked away. And I'm like, Meryl is fucking insane. And I couldn't find that guy. And yeah, he I was had, gone for like 10 minutes. And I met a new person, not him, but another new friend named Noah that I had met within 60 seconds. Yeah. Helped me track the other guy. Yeah. And I think it may have been a, a ploy because afterwards he said, oh, uh, if you're wondering, like the 209 number is my my <laughs> number in your phone. So like, well, I just kind of think like it, it's kind of crazy that you would just hand your phone off to some stranger. Really? Yes, it's crazy. I mean, he's at a podcast festival, though. Oh, so everyone's nice? (laughs) No, but like... He probably runs a true crime podcast about how how he kills people or something. Like a true murder or maybe... I don't know. I trust him. I trust my fellow podcaster. And I thought, why not give my phone to someone? But I think I got a vibe when he handed it back that he was like, oh, okay, so now you have my number. It's 209. That's the latest one that I called. The only negative about the Outlier Festival was that there was no air conditioning. And we sat in these hot rooms with, you know, (laughs) silly little fans. Yep. And the problem with that is it was super hot that day. It was was like 90 something degrees. And the day before, you and I had gone on a (laughs) boat ride for a couple hours and I got super sunburned. Yes. Okay. It was like an impromptu boat ride. Yeah. I I don't understand how quickly you got so sunburned. Bad. And I was getting, uh, like a few days later, I was getting my eyebrows waxed and I was trying to tell the girl like about how sunburned we got. And I randomly said that you... You you turned into you look like a matchstick, and her and I could not stop laughing because like you kidding that's me? exactly like you, yeah, your white you body with your red sh- yeah and like she had to stop waxing my eyebrows because we were laughing so hard and then disgusting. I went directly after to a music festival yeah at which point I saw we are living busy lives I know my goodness. I know this is why we need my to catch goodness. up like Jesus. we haven't even and I haven't even told you yet that I saw Boys to Men and they did about I would say eighty percent of their set was covers. Like they what? covered Lenny Kravitz. And no, is that real? Yes, I promise. Oh, they ran, they ran out. They ran I out. I know. It's the, the end of the road. The water had run dry. <laughs> oh my God, we're doing And I kept on saying, the hottest one up there is the deep voice one, baby. And the one with the cane? Yes, but he passed away. He did? Yeah, I didn't even know that. Wait, the one with the cane? I did he have something wrong with him? I thought he just, you know, held No, I think cane. he may have passed away. He's always got a cane in every video. I know. It's no, so I think funny. they were trying to like hide something when they were younger, but now he really is. <laughs> he's got multiple sclerosis. <laughs> he's got one his cane. His deep voice is like, because like he's missing his lyrics or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad, but they were good. And then I saw Kings of Leon who were not that good. And then I saw. That whole festival, Kabu, it just seemed like everything that people would have li- people would have liked 10 years ago. Yeah. I am sorry. That's my that's my scene 10 though. 10 or 20. I know, I know. Gin blossoms. I know. All that smash was mouth. Counting, was counting crows there? No, but uh, they will be. That's cuz he shaved his head. He's done. <laughs> He's done. He shaved his head. You need a wig now. Did, you, did uh, we talk about this? He, he posted on Instagram and it was so funny. You know, he's the guy that has the long dreads. The white the only white person in America that said dreads for like 30 years. Right. Right. And he posts a photo of all these things he did, because I guess he owns a winery or something, owns yeah. some wine company. And then he's like, oh, here's us tasting wine, blah, blah, blah. And then the last photo, he has like a couple millimeter long hair and a very receding hairline. Uh. He's like, also, uh, surprise, I shaved my head. It's like, no, you didn't. No, you, no, just, you didn't. You took the wig off. You took the wig it off, It probably like bro. fell in a puddle yeah. and it was too like expensive. To I get. love you, Adam Duritz. I'd love to have you on the podcast, but like seriously... Yeah, you've been bald for a long Maybe time. Maybe we could talk to him about... Do you think we can get him on? Yeah, I think so. I got somebody else I want to get on. Who? Yeah, we'll talk about it. Oh. Yeah, let's do it. Um, what about yeah. a camper of the week? Let's do it. <laughs> Roll call! And now it's time for the camper of the week. 
this one. Th- do you we think it's funny that like no matter what, we always come back to the same like Adam Duritz, you having problems with your boyfriend? Because people have threads in their life. They do. Jack does I, not. He's, he a, can't listen anymore because his tender little heart can't take my mean <laughs> thing. And no, and things are going well. Yeah, better. Uh, what I am dealing with now. Bo, stop. They, no, 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 no. He gets mad because I paint us as, you know, whatever. But in, as reality. And an honest thing that's going on in our relationship now that maybe people can relate to okay. that have been together for a long time mm-hmm. is that I thought our. You're bored sexually? Not bored. Okay. Not bored. Um, what? I'm having, we're having t- trouble finding time where we sync up sexually. Oh, okay. So, like, I thought that now that I work on a morning show schedule, I thought that would be more, like, our our schedules would be more right. in sympatico. So, right. like, you know, he, we both go to bed, in theory, pretty early, and then wake up yeah. really early. And so, like, normally, for normal people, it would be the afternoons we came come home and do, like, an afternoon romp sure, and all that kind sure. of stuff. Or we go to bed at 7 p.m. and, like, read for an hour. But what I am finding, and I think this is more on me, is that... um like after our shows, I have stuff th- this afternoon. Like for example, like you and I, w- I won't be home until about six p.m. Like a normal kind of work day. Yeah. And then he'll be sleeping, so it's like we yeah. we are two ships in the night that kind of way. And honestly, like the other day, I sent him this big long text about <laughs> this is really fun. this is a total like men and women thing. Can I read it? Uh, no, because I deleted it. But <laughs> but basically, the the why'd you pick up your phone? Like you're gonna read it? I was mimicking. Oh, this God. is called like improv playwork. <laughs> I could have been holding my coffee, but it was a text about uh, like I know that right now we're distanced physically, but believe me, I do want more physical connection, and we will get there. And I wrote that, and Jack just wrote back like just. It's okay. Just touch my dick sometimes. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah, but like it was such a male female. Like I, How I was like. How often do you guys like have sex? Uh, maybe like once every two or three weeks. Really. Yeah. Once every two or three weeks. Yep. Wow. I wonder if that's average for people who have been together. I think we've talked about this before. I think one or once every two or three weeks. Yeah. So roughly one and a half times a month. Yeah. What's that halftime like? That right? halftime. Yeah. That, it's me being weird. Uh, yeah. I just. <laughs> it's you just touching his dick. We, yeah. Just me. <laughs> I can't find a time. Like, I, I would get think. It. Listen, I'm not going to act like you're weird because like when I get busy, my, my mind is so focused on whatever I'm doing. Yeah. And we are busy people. And right. so. I almost put my sexuality to the side. Me too. That's how I, just, I feel like, right now. I, I sort of compartmentalize and yes. go, okay, that's not important. I got to get this done. And, and that you're is going honestly to bed. Okay, how I feel. Go to bed. Go yes, to bed. Go to bed. That's honestly and how I, I feel. Like, yeah. I, I'm just like in my creative zone. I think just creative people sometimes. And and I know some of my friends are like highly sexual all the time. Like, ah, all the time. But, but for with me, the same person for like. Oh, you know, I don't know. That they live with. Maybe. Who knows? I think, I think living with someone also does. Because it's like. You know, when you're just dating in separate houses, it's yeah. like, okay, we're hanging out on a Friday night. This right. would be our sex we're time. Bone. And yeah, 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 but then it's like now everything is a moment where we yeah. can either be paying our SDG&E bill or having <laughs> sex. And in the <laughs> afternoon, like, I just, I don't know what it is. I just don't have the, like, I don't put the brakes on myself in the afternoon to be like, let's lay around and be sensual for two hours or whatever. Sure, you know, I can't. Sure. But <laughs> Feeding grapes to each other <laughs> yeah. and bathing. So um, that's something that, that we, I am, it's mostly me. I'm trying to deal with and it's not just it wouldn't it would be the same i would be this way with anyone you know what's funny we're supposed to be doing camper of the week oh yeah okay okay come on let's do a camper of the okay week. camper of the week roll call and now it's time for the camper of the week 
Sorry. Sorry about that, guys. We got a little uh, sidetracked. Uh, but let's talk about Camper of the Week. Okay. This one comes from Kelly. I like this one. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Uh, wait, where was it? I wrote it down. Oh, Hold Jesus. On. That's really I loud. I actually did write down. Okay. What personality trait has gotten you most in trouble oh. in your life? What kind of trouble are we talking about? Oh, so that's the thing is I don't really care about getting in trouble from other people. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with, mm-hmm. I mean, whatever you can, no, however you, go ahead, you make go ahead. out of it. It sounds like you already I have, have two. it. You have two? Of course you do. Of course you have two personality traits <laughs> that's, <laughs> that, that get you in trouble. That's my, that's my main you know, one is that like, it I is. Can, <laughs> 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 this is an example of them. I would say, I would say mine is probably my honesty my straightforward honesty or sarcasm yeah if you can you're bunch blunt. those yeah i'm very blunt in a comedic way and sometimes it can be harsh it can be super like razor sharp here's the thing though is can you just also be mean <laughs> i think you, you can think be so? mean yeah like how so um maybe people might not know that you're kidding or it's not followed up with like a haha i think that i'm here's if i had to look at myself from outside okay which i'm doing right now I would say that sometimes I feel like the joke is so funny that I don't care about the feelings involved in that honesty. Do you know what I'm saying? I would never be outright like just rude, straight, mean to someone, but I would do it for a joke. Does okay. that make sense? Yes. I would do it for the joke. I'd be like, ah, well, wait, blah, 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 blah. and I I try to get that punchline, and yeah. maybe sometimes it would hurt someone's feelings, and then later I think about it and go, I got to apologize for that because like. I thought it was funny at the time, but maybe it was too far. I know. Right? Yes. And I'm like the Paula Abdul of us where anytime I'm around and I hear, like, for example, we had someone last season that, our friend Anthony, that called in to give a a spooky shit story, which we'll be starting up again soon. Oh my God. And his spooky shit story was like a prank, but I thought it was hysterical. It was a joke. It was a joke. It ended up being a joke. And I thought it was super funny. And he... We did a call to action to gather new spooky shits, and Anthony was one of the first ones that replied that he'd love to come on and do it yeah. again. And yeah. Bo just wrote, "No, never happening, not coming on." <laughs> and then I wrote to Bo, and I'm like, "But like, let's really have Anthony on." And he's like, "No, I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding." And so, but like, I, I was joking. I was I joking protective. because I know Anthony, but like, I did think that that was a bullshit story. And I'm going to be honest because my listeners are very important to me, <laughs> and I want to make sure that I lead them down a. Uh, high quality content road. We don't toy with their time. Yeah, or their I don't want it to be like, oh, also it was our first one we ever did. Yeah. And then we pushed it back because I'm like, I'm not starting out with a joke. I want spooky shit to be a thing where someone has a real kind of crazy story. I know. And then he was like, I've got this scary story. And it turned out (laughs) to have a punchline. And I was like, oh, you son of a bitch. You just led me down a five minute story to to, kind of have that happen. Hey, he's great. It's his your personality sto- his trait. story was bullshit. I know. And I'm not having it. So that's my personality <laughs> trait that gets me in trouble. <laughs> Fuck you. Go, Meryl. Okay. One of my two <laughs> is uh, I would not think this with me because I can be like hasty and impatient, but lingering around things for a long time. So, for example, it takes me a really long time. And you you helped call me out on this one, Bo. I take a really long time to make big changes that I know are right for me. So for example, and this I get in trouble with me, not with like anyone else, right. but um like and and I can like you phrase this perfectly where uh like for years I knew that I wanted to leave the belly up the place where I worked before I actually did and it began to turn like like I mean I wasn't toxic to the people or anything like that, but inside I was always if I was meeting with friends I'd be like I don't want to work there anymore. I don't want right. to work there anymore. And finally it came down to like um, 
my friend Michelle was visiting us and and it was a holiday or something and I was just telling her oh, I really don't want to work at the belly up anymore and this was probably the third year in a row that this was happening yeah. and on the car ride home Jack was like uh, I'm sorry, but you need to choose one or the other. You need to like commit that you're working at the belly up or yeah. this is the story is kind of getting tiresome. So like right. make a change. And it really was, I was like, whoa, you're right. And so people kind of kept on getting tired of me saying the same thing. And yeah. then I really made the decision, which I knew all along was that I don't want to work there anymore. And right. so almost like I circle the drain of what I know is right for me. And you helped me out with like, like wanting to move to Los Angeles. And so finally it, you put it in a good way where it was like a child that's like, I want this ice cream. I want this ice cream. And then finally it's like, okay, then go get a paper route and pay for it and then go get the ice cream yourself. And right. I feel like sometimes I can, I just like name things over and over and I know what's right for me and I know like what I want to do deep down. Yeah. But I, it takes me like a long time to do that. I think that that part of you is the one that wants others. You, you want other people to support your decision Yeah. and tell you that you're right. Yeah. But you already know deep down inside that you're right, that what you need you know what's best for you. Right. Everyone does. And I think we want that, uh, that backup from everyone else to go, you're right. You're better than this. You can do better. You can go out here. You can get that job that you want. You should do it. Exactly. And then you go, yeah. okay, I have the power. I have the gas in my tank. Let's do it. But honestly, you don't need that. And the best, most positive, uh, successful people are the ones that internally, they know what they need to they, do. They, they find and they're silent that, about yeah, it. Yeah, they find that for themselves. They make that plan on their own and they go for it. You yeah, know? yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, I see that. And I think that's getting, it's gotten in me in trouble over the past years. And it also is not right because then I like kind of turn in on the things that I am in or working in or whatever. And then it's like, it's not that person or that job. I think fault. the best example is that San Diego is actually a really amazing city. Yeah. It really is. Absolutely. But you don't want to live in San Diego. Right. And that's okay. It's not San Diego's fault. It's that you want something else. Exactly. And then it's I turned, just like it's the a same thing as the belly up too. It was yeah. the exact same thing where like I started to make like it's small. I'm over it. I'm this. And right. then it, it's not the city or the job's fault. It's, Instead it's my of degrading deal. something yeah. be, to make, to convince yourself to go to yes. something else. Yep. You just need to say, I want this other thing regardless of what I'm in right now. Yes. Honestly. I, mean, I, I had the same conversation with my, my mom and my sister years and years and years ago when I had a good job that had salary and had healthcare and had everything. I could have died working this job for the rest of my life. It was like so comfortable and easy in, in a lot of ways. I had it down. Right. But I was like, I don't want it though. I, I don't want to do it anymore. And people were like, you're crazy. You have a good job. You have all this stuff. It, it yeah. makes sense. And I was like, yeah, but I don't want it. Now, I don't need to say this job is beneath me. I just need to say I want something different yeah. and go for that. And that's a big learning lesson. Because what you end up doing is you you alienate all the people who are in that world. Like, yes. like I live in San Diego. So for you to go, I hate San Diego. It's so stupid. I'm like, yeah, but I live here. I like it. Yeah. Like, and that's I, the kind of I, thing I love San Diego. You don't need to say it. You just need to say like I have this dream of living in LA uh -huh. and I want to do that yeah period you don't have to cut something down yes. to make yourself right to do it exactly no that's very true and I do that and I just go oh you're looking at me because you know there's a second instance there's a of this. second instance of oh, that why do we I just went through it we so just went vulnerable it. so I'm gonna tell this story okay Meryl, as a side job, works for this company called Podfly. Podfly. And Podfly, what she does for that is she writes the show notes for other podcasts. Yes. It's a really great gig. I love it so and much. And it's freelance, and so you can do it anywhere. And so let's say you have podcasts about you know true crime. Let's just say that. Yeah. Okay. 
uh, at the end of their podcast, she would listen to the podcast and write all the special notes at what time things happen. Yeah, we right? talked about the murder-suicide this week and right. who yeah, yeah. found the so details. So she writes and, yeah. that so that the people, the creators of the show, they might not have enough time to do it and they pay another company to do so. Meryl Correct. is that company, essentially. She works for them. Uh, I'm that bitch, 100% yeah. that so bitch. So recently she had a podcast uh, who she's been writing the show notes for for, I don't know, a couple of years, two years. Yeah. Say, hey, actually, we don't need your services anymore, right? Yes. And which is totally fine. Maybe they, they were de- on hiatus yeah, for maybe, like a month or two. Maybe they decided that they were going to do something else or not have show notes or write their show notes themselves and save the money, whatever. But something that you should know is the people who ran the show, one of them was like, a very big person. Yeah. I don't know. I can talk about yeah, it. I think because that's the thing is I have like utter respect for these ladies. So, yeah. uh, the show that I was, it was, it originally was started it called this is 50 with Sherry and Nancy, but now it went to the Sherry and Nancy show and it's these two women and one, uh, one woman, Nancy Halla is amazing and, and great. And then the other woman, Sherry Salata is well known for being, she was like Oprah's co-producer for 20 years and she yeah. helped with the Oprah show. And then she went off on her own and now yeah, she so has not this, like not small potatoes. No, like right now, currently she has a bestseller out called the big no. And she's like, their guests are like Deepak Chopra and you know, Nate Burke is the one who's like towels are in target. And so they right. run with a very exclusive crowd, not even exclusive, but just a, just powerful. people that you would know and a powerful, yeah. like, we're getting it done kind of crew. Yes. And I got really excited where, like, a few months ago, they invited me over to Sherry's home, and I got to go, and, and uh, I... I kind of they kind of alluded to the fact of like we're building this woman empire and you know we want you on it with us whatever that means at the time and I just I was like on cloud nine because I just said these women are so awesome I personally really love their show Mm -hmm. and I feel like they were they're kind of like an elevated version of like what I want to be like when I get older and I but it's so funny because of all the podcasts that I write for this one was almost met with like a little bit of fear sometimes of like what if they want to stop working with me? What if they want to stop working? Right, because and it, you really wanted to work with them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it was like, and it's so funny how that how it happened. Right. And so I got the email that I kind of was always like, oh, I don't want this to happen. Just telling me that they weren't going to have show notes. And the first, like... And my, you look up to these women. I really look up to these women. And there's, like, I understand these women are, like, really high value and high like everything they do is great and I was always really happy when they would use my work or sometimes they would use like a phrase that I would write for them word for word and And, and what I love what I love about this and this is really part of your personality is like when they said hey we're going to move in a different direction and not we're going to replace you with somebody else just like I think we're going to do our show notes ourselves your gut reaction was what my gut reaction was uh at first like uh, well, I had many. It was my first. My first thing is I re- I did get it. I understand that part. Sure. So you I already feel like you do understand it. You're not really hurt by the idea that they're doing it. You understand why they're doing it. I really it. do. And also, right. like, I am somewhat confident about my writing abilities. But these two women are like they're better writers than I am. Like they're sure. wonderful writers. They're just more like I don't know. They're they're great writers. So I totally get it. But I sent them an email at first. I was like, I love it. I I support <laughs> them. And I sent them this big long heartfelt email about right. how. Uh, like I will always be listening as a fan and I love it. And then I didn't hear back from the email. Right, and they then, didn't respond because they're <laughs> probably on turned, another hiatus or exactly. something. Or and because then, I'm just a show notes writer to them. Like, yeah, and then you did the most Meryl thing that yeah. Meryl can do, yeah. which is you turned on them. Which you, you were in my heart like, I would never turn on yeah, them in but, real life, but, but with my tongue like I would. Yeah, you went like this. You were like, you know what? Fuck them. I don't even give a shit. Who cares? There are nobodies. <laughs> Which is so funny because they're definitely not yeah. nobodies. Yeah, I know. And that's and then you and I started talking about we, this. Yeah, our whole trip up to L.A. Yeah, we drove for two and a half hours, and the whole way it was talking about like 
why you have this uh i guess this well you were helping me with my hurt feelings that i didn't hear back from them right and and then we got through this whole thing it was like a therapy session of creating the scenarios like hey you have to remember that you don't understand what's going on on the other side it could be something completely not related to you at all it could be that maybe they're gonna disband the podcast maybe they're gonna do something else maybe they somebody's niece is a up-and-coming writer and they want her to give her a chance Yeah. yeah but after all the therapy. And I was like, you, I really understand, Bo. Like, I totally get it. I understand. And thank you so much for helping me. And then you said what? Sherry moved to Napa, so she's irrelevant anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then, but then I don't mean that. And that's. I, and then I was like, oh, my God, we just spent two hours of therapy with you. And then you end it with like, well, you know what? Fuck them. They're losers anyway. And I was no, like, well, I, would, I wouldn't say you they're wouldn't losers. Say that. No, you didn't no, say no. that. I didn't, you say, didn't that. say that. But what you did say is like. I said they moved th- to Napa. One of them moved to Napa. You threw everything out the window yeah. and then leveled it by saying like, oh, the reason. <laughs> I said she's in Napa, so it's irrelevant. Anyway, <laughs> all of it. And I totally get it. And I think uh, it just it like, you know, it's a rejection. And it also is there's a certain element that I understand, like even if someone's niece was working on it or even if they wanted to take it in-house, if if I was good enough, if I was really, really good enough, yeah. they would find the money, tell the niece they need her to do something else. Like sure. it, at the end, it's a truth. Like it's just like kind of getting broken up with that. Like yeah. the harsh reality is like for them and for this job, I wasn't good enough. And so yeah. it just is. Um, and that's something I cared about being good enough for. So yeah. it just is kind of. So I think, yeah, I had to somehow make myself feel better about it. But <laughs> then like so these funny. women are amazing. I just feel hurt. And I also feel like they think of like, I think that they think of me like yeah. some peon because of course what I try to do is then imagine a scenario where like five years from now they're, they see me and they're like, Meryl, like podfly Meryl. And I'm like, uh, yeah. Remember when you like, sorry, I can't let you on set. Right. Sorry. And it's crazy. I understand. <laughs> I want, I had like a, the Will Smith. I read an article once said that like the whole reason he even, even became famous was a girlfriend dumped him and he kind of was like, we'll see about that. And then he like went on auditions and began and he became yeah. Will Smith. So yeah. I have a little bit of that. Yeah, it's nuts, and that's why. Yeah, yeah I understand. It's a, it's not. You the know best what I realized in that situation trait. though is like I should really, if if I was going to do something other than art, this whatever the comedy show, all these things, I would be a therapist. <laughs> yeah. I actually I throw it out to our listeners. If you have a question that you need help on, uh, oh yeah, you need a little bit of uh, guidance and therapy. Oh my god, I want to try. You I want to try. You are a very good advice giver. I want to I want to give you advice, listeners. Oh, so I like please that. Please send in your questions. Give me a full detail of the situation, and I'll do my very best to give you. Uh, uh, some we feedback. already have one. It's coming in from uh, a Luann Hufford, your oh, mother. Oh she no, she wants to uh, your advice on how to get her son to visit <laughs> her. Uh, she doesn't understand. Oh, Oh my God. Speaking of my mom, can I tell you a story? Do we have like a letter from home? Oh, we've got a letter from home. You know, when you go to camp, people send you letters like your parents and stuff. And just so you don't miss them. My letter from home this week uh, is from my mom, who I talked to on the phone earlier today. And she said, hey, I've got something I want to talk to you about. I was like, oh boy. Right? Yeah. And my mom just had knee surgery and she's going through that. She's trying to get better. So, and she lives in that small town that I grew up in of a thousand people. So everything else is cornfields. Keep that in mind, guys. She said, hey, I need your advice. And I said, Uh. okay, on what? And she said, well, your dad did something and I need to talk to him about it (gasps) because it really put my name in a bad place. And I was like, oh God. And I'm like, maybe I don't want to hear this. Yeah. Right. But I was like, okay, fine. Just tell me. I'll do my best to give you good advice. 
Okay, so your dad. Okay, I couldn't take the garbage out, and I had Aww. three bags of garbage. I asked your dad if he would take them out, and he put them in the back of his truck, and he left. Okay. There's not just like a curbside. There option, is, but or? I guess there was a lot of garbage on the curb already, oh, okay. and he felt like he needed to put it someplace else. A thousand people in this city, okay? yeah, in this town, this township. It's a village. It's not even. It's like barely that, right? Okay, one blinking stoplight, one gas station, one three, garbage dump, three bars, and a grocery store. Okay, and like nine churches, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, so twenty-two my, funeral homes. That's my, how my my dad is. puts the garbage in the back of the truck, drives to the American Legion, which is where you drink. Okay. Okay. Is so, it like the hall where they hit like a yeah, bingo hall or sure, something? Yeah. Sure. Okay. And so he goes there, beside the. American Legion is a pizza joint. Okay. okay. Just a little. So Northeast. I mom, love this. Story. I can mom totally and picture pop, it. Like pizza joint. And there's a dumpster out back. Oh. So he just is like, oh, I'll throw the trash in the dumpster. Boom, boom, boom. Right. Mm-hmm. Goes to Legion, throws the trash away, goes home. This motherfucking pizza joint writes my mom a letter. We found your trash oh. in our dumpster. Took photographs. Oh. Of some of the things. In, bills in her yeah, name and bills everything. in her name. They said, it's illegal to throw your trash in our dumpster. I was like, what the fuck? I know. What a shitty, petty thing, right? And I was like, I'm, my dad didn't do anything that he... He I, threw I, trash away. He in threw a, trash yeah. in a dumpster. And I was like, I started thinking like, wait, is it illegal for me to throw trash in someone else's That's dumpster? That's weird. Is if, that real? If it's a business, I could see like a residential area. But I was like, what, what petty, small yeah. town <laughs> bullshit. So then my mom was like, well, I don't know what to say. I, I think dad should go up and apologize. And I'm like, what? That's very weird. I'm like, desperate housewife. Yeah. Like, like, you know, like Real Housewives <laughs> of fucking Sycamore, Ohio. Yeah. I was like, what? This is the problem? I'm like, she's like, well, I don't know what to do. I'm like, mom, you should just call the place and be like, hey, I'm so sorry. I just had surgery. But what does it he, matter? I Unless know. it's like overflowing their dump. They had video surveillance. I'm researching. I'm going to research the laws in Ohio. Video surveillance of him throwing the garbage in the, the dumpster. Three oh, bags. No. And then they scanned her information and sent her, her a letter photo. in the mail. And it's like, what on earth? I was just like, just, well, I don't even know what to wow. say. Wow. Yeah. That's a wow. So our advice, keep doing it. Yeah. Throw your garbage in other people's dumpsters. Who gives a shit? It's a metaphor for life. It is. Don't put your shit on other people. And that is our last word. Do we have a last word? Except for bye. That's somebody else's shit, right? We really appreciate you guys. Are you this- ending? Are you ending? Um, yeah, I think we should because why we're gonna go hang out with someone that we met on the boat, our <laughs> new boat friend, and then we have Nobody a call at two thirty. Come on, don't they do? It. It's not regional; it's it's worldwide. We have someone that we World met on the wide. cruise carnival. The carnival cruise. This episode was all over the place in the best way possible. I feel like if there was a representation of, of the shit would, show, yeah. we are the shit <laughs> our show. Our theme is. Blah! <laughs> <laughs> hey, we love you guys out there. It's good to be back. We'll see you soon next week uh thanks again and hugging you this episode of campfire shit show was produced by bo hufford and meryl climo it was edited by bo hufford and the theme song was composed and sang by your friendly camp director me pb and j if you've got a question or you want to be the next camper of the week email us at campfire shit show at gmail.com say hi to bo and meryl on instagram at campfire shit show and please don't forget to rate and review us on itunes Well, kids, it's time to pack up the camp and put out the fire. But don't you worry. We'll see you soon on another episode of the Campfire Shit Show.
<laughs> okay. <laughs> There's no episode. <laughs> We're crazy. <laughs> oh my god. I'm honestly crying. <laughs> oh my god, really 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 crying. This, this uh, the funniest part is the funny the, this is the funniest part. This won't make yeah. it in at all. Right, right, right. <laughs>